Hey, this is Scott. And Burke. From the Davis and Davis Show, the podcast for everything Ohio. Two guys who met at the University of Akron and have a love for Northern Ohio. We talk about everything from entertainment to motorsports to fine wine and spirits. Do you want to get a little insight on Northern Ohio from the perspective of two middle-aged men? Well, as we say, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit down, relax, and listen. New shows every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Just go to www.redcircle.com slash Davis and Davis. Or find us on Apple Podcasts, Prime Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check out our Facebook page at Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. And we just don't care. Welcome to the Burley Gunner Show. Wow, welcome back to the Burley Gunner Show on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network, clevelandsportsfan.com, Apple Podcast, Red Circle. Sheesh, sorry it's been a minute. I had no voice, absolutely zero voice, uh, laryngitis, if you will. Uh, I had a hell of a weekend starting last Thursday, an extended weekend, another extended weekend, uh, football Football, 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 and I love it. You know, you gotta love what you do in life. Don't, don't, don't bust your ass out there. You know, working a nine to five or a midnight job that you don't love. You gotta bust your ass doing something that you love, whether it means you gotta lose your voice or not. I, you know, anytime I lose my voice, I go, well, at least I, I love what I'm doing, and I love what I'm doing. All right. Extended weekend started last Thursday uh, with the Cleveland Browns, which we will talk about today. Obviously, on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network, huge win for Cleveland last Thursday. Really, really unfortunate that I wasn't able to talk to you about it until now. But, but literally, like I, I did not have a voice. Like I, my mouth was moving, no words coming out. Uh, two rivalry games uh, on the queue: high school football Friday and Saturday with Fairless winning the Blue Cup. Shout out. To the Falcons player of the game, Hunter Campbell. I mean, this kid made plays all over the damn field. It was a treat to suit up in the booth and call his game. Uh, Fairless again takes the Blue Cup. Saturday, the greatest rivalry in all of high school football's history. Maslin takes on McKinley. They met for the 132nd time Saturday at Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium. You know... The first half was all right, but ultimately I've seen better Maslin-McKinley games. Maslin took that one. They took the victory bell six times in a row for the Tigers. Wow. And then, of course, uh, Football Sunday. And, and by the time that I woke up, and, the, and by noon, all right, by noon on Sunday, I couldn't speak. It was remarkable. It was truly remarkable. I had this happen uh, once when I was on vacation a few years ago. Now this one, this one made sense. I mean, I was screaming Thursday night, all right, in the dog pound, and then I'm talking all weekend long, doing what I love. Like I said, uh, it, it 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 caught up to me. A couple of years ago, though, I lost my voice on vacation. It, it made no sense. I just woke up one day. It's the first day of vacation, and I couldn't talk again. Lips were moving, words weren't coming out. 
You know, everyone was making jokes. Oh, this is great. This is nice. We, you know, we get a vacation and he finally, he's finally going to shut up. He's finally not going to talk. Well, sorry. I'm back. Voice is back. There's no explaining it. I can't, I, I don't understand it. They call it laryngitis. And, you know, my dad called, my dad uh, texted me, what was it, on on Tuesday, you still have laryngitis? <clears throat> I'm not sick. That's why I said, I'm not sick. Well, do you not have a voice? I don't have a voice. That's why I'm texting you. Well, that's laryngitis. I didn't know that. Man, am I glad to be back with you. However you're listening worldwide, whether it's Apple Podcast, Red Circle, or the Cleveland Sports Fan dot com. I love you dogs. Check out the merch on the Cleveland Sports Fan dot com website. All right, Browns fans. Uh, and don't worry, Dodger fans, Steeler fans, Chief fans, I'll get to you. But here on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network, ClevelandSportsFan.com, we got some business to talk about. And we love our Browns, baby. And the Browns beat the Broncos 17-14 last week on Thursday Night Football. Listen, people. Von Miller was Denver's only shot of Denver winning that game. And he left the game with an injury and didn't return. But even before that, he wasn't impacting the game much. You know, Jed Wills came back and, and played extremely well. Dearness Johnson completely stamping himself into the Browns organization very nicely. And I, I mean, you talk about a guy who goes undrafted in 2019, doesn't make the Saints roster after New Orleans cuts him, and all of a sudden, all he does in Cleveland is produce when Stefanski calls his number. He did it last year in Dallas. But the bottom line in this game is not Jed Wills coming back. It, 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 it's, it's not about, about Dearness Johnson rushing for over 150 yards. It's not, about, it's not even about Baker Mayfield not playing. This is about... The Cleveland Browns paying Case Keenum $6 million for a reason. Paid him more than Baker. I mean, granted, Baker's on a rookie deal and had a huge signing bonus, but paying him more than Baker Mayfield right now. Okay? Now, I understand Baker Mayfield is more valuable than Case Keenum, but the bottom line is the Browns paid Case Keenum $6 million for this reason. They didn't miss a beat. Yeah, sure. There was a couple of throws that Case Keenum could have, or that Baker Mayfield could have made downfield that Case couldn't have made. But we're, we're nitpicking a couple of plays. Cleveland didn't miss a beat, and they still won the game with their backup. If Baker can't go this Sunday against Pittsburgh, even though he's practicing, Keenum gives the Browns a, a hell of a chance to still win the ball game. My focus this Sunday isn't on Baker Mayfield or Case Keenum. It's on who's going to be starting that right tackle position. I need Conklin back in this game. I need Jed Wills at left tackle, and I need Jack Conklin at my right tackle. All right? We need to stop TJ Watt. Keenum gives the Browns a chance to win. All right, this isn't Geno Smith who's lost two straight since Russ has went down. 
All right. The Browns seem to be getting healthier now. Nick Chubb is back. He's supposed to be playing this Sunday, it looks like. Wills looked good Thursday. Odell came back after leaving Thursday's game. He's practicing. Okay? I don't know. We'll see come Sunday who's in, who's out. It's Brown Steelers. That's all I know. Okay? That's what I know. And you ask Stavansky, and you ask Baker, and you ask these guys, is this a big game because Brown Steelers, they're going to tell you no. Okay, they're going to tell you that this is a divisional game because it is. I mean, it, it, it means more because it's a division game than it does because it's the Steelers. And you need to get that through your head, Cleveland. This this game does actually, to be honest with you, the Bengals and Ravens games should mean more to you this year than the Steelers game. But the Browns know that this is a division game and that they are playing below par, subpar right now. And they need to turn things around. We'll, like I said, we'll see who's in Sunday. We'll see who's out, okay? We'll know for sure. We'll, we'll, we'll know more tomorrow for sure, okay? We need to see if Baker... If Baker goes out, he practiced fully today. If he goes back out there uh, again tomorrow, practices again, great. You know, it looks like he's going to be in. But that's not even my focus, like I said. I tell you... I tell you that I think the Browns are going to look all right. Out there this weekend. That's what I'm going to tell you. And they're going to look all right. They're not going to be the healthiest that they've been, but they're they're going to look all right. Obviously, no JOK, no Hunt. But I think Sunday we get the big show. We Odell and Chubb, and if Landry and DPJ can't go, you know this this Sunday, you know maybe this is the the big show and the OBJ show. Maybe this is the you know I'm begging, and I mean I am begging Odell. I have been. I have been spot on with Browns this season. Like, like almost spot on. It's remarkable. And really, the last three seasons, I, I've been predicting the Browns left and right. I even predicted the, the Freddie Kitchens year to be a damn mess. All right, but damn it, Odell. I can't figure you out. I need to know. I know you want to be here. Okay, you don't know. I don't care what the media says. I don't care what the outsiders say. I know Odell Beckham Jr. wants to be here. I know Odell Beckham Jr. wants to win here. And I know the way, I know by the way that he keeps coming back into these games after being injured, that he's got the heart and loves football. Damn it. I love it. All right. I love that. Oh, but wow, we, I just, I can't figure out Odell on the field. Can we, can we get Odell Beckham Jr. in the end zone this Sunday, please? I'm begging you. I'm begging you. However you need to do it. However it needs to be done. I don't give a rip. I need OBJ in the freaking end zone Sunday. Especially if Jarvis is not playing. Especially if Donovan Peoples-Jones is not playing. Okay, I need Odell in the sun in the end zone Sunday, please. I I'm begging once again. We will break down Brown Stillers tomorrow on the show, but right now I want to dive into the Thursday night football game tonight between the Green Bay Packers and the Arizona Cardinals. 
So the Packers are going to play in Arizona without Devontae Adams. They were already underdogs in the game. And the line moved about three or four points when Devontae was ruled out. I don't think that's a coincidence. I believe Arizona wins this game tonight. And I actually think that they could do it. I think this could be a very boring and disappointing Thursday night football game. Hear me out. This is supposed to be one of the best Thursday night football games in recent memory. And I honestly believe we may see a dud tonight. Maybe. Listen, Arizona mopped the floor. Okay? Mopped the floor with, like, everybody that they've played. All right? I think they can mop the floor with Green Bay tonight. I really do. I, I, I mean, I could be wrong on this, but I really don't think I, – I, I don't know if Green Bay can keep up with Arizona. All right? I just – especially without Devontae Adams. I mean, that's their offense. I mean, I don't know if, if – I, 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 you're, you're talking about taking away Aaron Rodgers' best weapon. His second best weapon now is going to be Robert Tunyon. That's his second best go-to guy against Arizona on the road. I mean, they're banged up. I get it. J.J. Watt's done. I get it. I think truthfully that Arizona could mop the floor with Green Bay tonight. Really. I mean, I really do. We saw the Green, we saw Green Bay lose. What was it, thirty-eight to three to the Saints in Week One? And I get it, Week One, but again, you're talking about and Devontae Adams didn't score that week. You're talking about Aaron Rodgers. His number one throwing target is going to be Robert Tunyon. Like I, when I said his second best weapon, that's not fact. That that's counting the running back that he's going to have to hand the ball off to. His his, best, his number one receiving target now is is Robert Tunyon. I I mean, Kyler Murray's got Hopkins and Green and Ertz now and Rondell Moore now and I mean, I think this could really be a very disappointing Thursday night football game. I'm gonna be I'm all eyes on it, one hundred percent one hundred percent spectating this game. But I mean, you you you. You lose Devontae Adams, and I, I think people are I think people are 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 underestimating Devontae Adams here. He is that offense. I mean, he is that offense. Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback and, and they would go nowhere without Aaron Rodgers. But if you took Devontae Adams off that team, Aaron Rodgers would be begging to get out of Green Bay. Begging. That's all he has. I mean, he's got Aaron Jones, but when it comes to pass target, that's all he's got. It's all he's ever had. I mean, you look at the you just look at Green Bay's history receiving cores bad. It's not I mean, it's not very good. They won the Super Bowl with a good receiving core. After that, not very good. Again, Green Bay's defense has been better than uh recent history, but at the end of the day, I I I told you the preseason Arizona with Car- with Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury, it's my dark horse in the NFL. And, and and when I said that, you know, not to gloat, not to be arrogant, 
All I heard was, ah, give me a break. The Rams. Oh, yeah, the Rams, the best team in that division. Oh, J.J. Watt, yeah. Oh, he chose the Cardinals because he wants to retire there. And and I get it. He's out for the season. But, uh, no, J.J. Watt chose Arizona because, you know, he still has some left in the tank. And he wanted to go, you know, compete for a Super Bowl for once. The guy played in Houston his whole career. You think he's just going to hang it up and retire in Arizona? No, man. He wants to win. And he wants to win a Super Bowl. And he knew by going to Arizona and playing with the Cardinals, they would be they'd be dynamic enough, especially adding that freak. The Cardinals are good, man. And I'm already out on my NFC West prediction. The the Niners, they're done. I mean, they're not going to win this division. At least when it comes to, you know, the division, they're not winning it. They're not winning it. Seattle's done. The Rams, they already lost to the Cardinals once. Couldn't keep up with them. You know, I think the Cardinals are the real deal, man. I really do. I know they lost J.J. Watt. I, I get it. But let's be honest, he he was an addition to a team that was already on the up and coming. And I thought last year they were good. And I think this year they're damn good. And I think they're going to keep it rolling. I, I, I Again, I think they're the real deal, best team in the division, and probably the next best team to compete with Tom Brady's Avenger team over in Tampa Bay. Which leads me to my next topic. We're going to give the top five. I'm going to give my top five teams in the NFC. Um, I already broke it down. The first two I already gave them away. Obviously, Bucks won, Cardinals two. Just gave that one away. Um, are the Packers three? I think they are. But it's close, okay? It is close. It's close with Dallas, who's putting up 34 points a game. That's the most in the league. And only AZ and Tampa Bay have scored more points total all season. The thing where I draw the line and can't leap Dallas over Green Bay just yet is Aaron Rodgers, obviously, I trust more than Dak Prescott. Okay? And the defense for Green Bay is more superior than Dallas's defense. Dallas' defense is not very good. And just because it's not as deep of a conference as I thought it would be, the Rams are the fifth best team after that, I don't see any team in the NFC who should even legitimately be in a conversation to be talking about a Super Bowl or even a conference title game. Okay? It's not a very good conference. I thought it was a very deep conference at the beginning of the season. Not not so much. You know, it's not as... it's it, The AFC is way better. In the long shot, I'll, I'll break down the, the top five AFC rankings here on the Burley Gunner Show in a minute. Again... The NFC rankings, Bucks one, I think they are the best team. Cardinals two, they're clear-cut second best team. Three, four, and five, um, the teams, I don't think that you could swap any of these teams out, but you could swap the order. You give me the Packers, I'll take the coach, quarterback, and defense over Dallas, which I will have them in the four spot, and then again, the Rams, just by, you know, process of elimination they're just forced into that five hole uh, you know just because they're a, uh, I mean let's be honest 
They're better than everyone else in the NFC. All right. I think the Niners, I, I should mention this. I do think the Niners will be in the mix next season. Okay. I'm out this year, though. I'm out. Okay, they could they could turn it around, make some noise, maybe make a wild card, but I'm out this year. I think next year is the Niners' year, not this year. For the AFC, actually, I am just gonna I'm just gonna have the Bills in the one spot. Okay, I don't think that they finish there. I don't think Buffalo finishes in 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 the one spot. I don't think they win the AFC championship game. But it's worth putting them in the one spot. Their only two losses come against a pissed off Steelers team. Uh, when Big Ben was as healthy as he was all season in week one, and they lost to the Titans on primetime, Derrick Henry rode the tractor, scored three freaking touchdowns. So, I mean, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to tell you? I, I mean, the Bills, number one team. I, just, again, process of elimination. They have the best resume right now. They have the best team. Josh Allen playing very well. So, Bills, best team. I will no I'm going to turn heads in the AFC and I don't care because you need to get a grip and you need to wake up like me. I'm still going to put the Chargers in the 2 spot. Okay? And I know they got blown out by Baltimore. All right. I'm going to put the Chargers in the 2 spot. Prove it prove it situation this weekend, all right? We need need, need to see more. You're going up against Bill Belichick this weekend in LA. It's not a cakewalk. I need to see more though. I will put the Chargers, in order for me to put them in the one spot, I need to see more. I need to see more out of them to go up into that one hole. I'm going to keep them at the two spot, and the Browns will be the three spot. Yeah, I know. I'm crazy. I'm just nuts. I just think those teams are so damn close to each other, but the Chargers won the head-to-head, so they get the two spot. And I know what you're saying. How can the Browns be the third best team? You homer! You stupid homer, you! Listen, they're the third best team in their division right now in the standings. I don't think that matters. I I don't think that's adding up. The Browns were missing half of their team. But but both of their backs, two O-linemen, and still won their game last Thursday against the Broncos. Okay? All right. The two weeks previous, they played the second best team in both NFC and AFC. Yeah, they lost those games. But again, they played the Chargers and the Cardinals. No, not, those aren't cakewalks. All right? And missing a bunch of guys, I might add. I'm talking right now, Browns are still the third best team. Okay? And I'm going to break down the rest of the fraudulent AFC here in a minute. You're gonna, you're, you, you can agree with me or you could disagree with me. The Bengals... I know, I know, shockingly enough, they're the fourth best team in the AFC. And I know what you're thinking. Where's the Chiefs? Where's the Ravens at? Where the hell are the Raiders, man? They're they're beating up, they're leading the AFC West. This guy's got the Chargers, the second best team in the A. Yes, Bengals are four. Yes, I can't believe it either. All right, and I'm going to say something. I was wrong about Jamar Chase. Not necessarily wrong about Jamar Chase 
in general, like specifically as to Jamar Chase, the pass catcher, Jamar Chase, the wide receiver, Jamar Chase, the athlete. But I straight up said on the Burley Gunner show after the draft that Cincinnati doesn't know what the hell they're doing. They, I said, my exact words were, how in the hell is Joe Burrow going to get Jamar Chase the football when he's laying on his ass? Well, they kind of figured it out. And I mean, their defense isn't great. It's not terrible. And Joe Burrow is finding ways to get his receivers the ball. Whether the offensive line is playing good or whether the offensive line is playing bad. And I, and quite frankly, I don't want to hear how it's been playing good. Look at the tape. All right. The defenses that the Bengals are going up against are constantly in the backfield, man. Joe Burrow is just that guy. And, and he is, he's figuring out these defenses at such a young age. And remember, he didn't play a full year last year. All right. Offense is clicking. He gets the ball out so damn quick. He's an athlete when he needs to be. Bengals are fourth, okay? And I was wrong about the Jamar Chase thing. What a steal. What a steal. Because now they're looking at guys like me going, well, yeah, we we could have drafted that offensive lineman, but we'll, we'll, we'll draft the next best offensive lineman next year. And, and well, Jamar Chase is, he, he, he's going to be a pro bowler this year as a rookie. Okay. This next spot is tough. And we're going to spend a little bit of time on this. Because we have the Raiders who lead their division. We have the Titans who lead theirs, even though that's one of the worst divisions of football. The Chiefs are the Chiefs, I guess. We can, we just have to keep saying that. And they have Mahomie, so I mean I guess we just they're just they just have to be relevant. Um and the Ravens are five and two. So how can all of these teams be worse than the Bengals, Browns, Chargers? Well, let me tell you how. And it's no knock on, you know, some of these teams. You know, we'll start with Las Vegas. Las Vegas just lost their head coach and didn't it didn't phase them. They're two and no sense. But I don't know if I trust the defense to get it done against these other teams that I'm speaking about. I'm just gonna leave the Raiders out of it and just give them just be glad, Raider Nation, that you're just in the conversation. I'm gonna leave you out of this though. Because I quite frankly, I don't think that you have any business being in this conversation. Patrick Mahomes is literally horrible this year. And it's not even debatable. He should not make the Pro Bowl. And he should not be in the MVP discussion simply based on his first seven games. It doesn't matter what the hell he does the rest of the year. I mean, he's been bad. Like, not just Patrick Standards bad. I'm talking Zach Wilson bad. Yeah, you saw it. Patrick Mahomes lead the, leads the league in one thing. That's interceptions. He's tied with Zach Wilson, who's now hurt and going to be missing some time. So 
Uh, after this weekend, after Monday night, it's likely that Patrick Mahomes will uh, become the sole leader of that category. The Chiefs, I've been saying this, the Chiefs are regressing. Okay? The Chiefs are regressing. And the guy that landed the biggest contract I've ever seen with my own eyes, they paid they paid this man to literally be Superman. And he, 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 he isn't even the best quarterback in his division right now. He's not even the best quarterback in his freaking division. And they paid this guy more than anybody ever in the NFL. All right. Patty Mahomes, sorry. Chiefs, sorry. You're not it. You're just, you're just not it this year. You're going to have to turn. Uh, you, you need to win more than. You, you got the Giants this weekend. It's going to take a whole hell of a lot more than the Giants to get me back on the Chiefs. Again, Patrick Mahomes, you, you got to be your. You, 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 you make $50 million a year. You. Your contract is worth half a billion dollars. You need to be the best quarterback in your conference, let alone division. Now, every time I think about Baltimore, all all I can think of is Clyde Edwards-Alaire if Clyde Edwards-Alaire would have just held on to the damn rock in Baltimore, the Ravens would have been 0-2. They lost straight up week one to the Raiders. Okay? They barely squeak by and beat the Chiefs. And if Justin Tucker doesn't break NFL history the next week at the buzzer, they fall to 0-3 and not only that, but they would have had been the Lions' only win through seven weeks. I know Baltimore rolled the Chargers, but I mean, I'm going to cut LA a little bit of slack. They were coming off a roller coaster, really. It, it, they won three in a row, two interdivision, one against the Chiefs. Okay, I mean, sure, whatever. You know, they got embarrassed at, at you know at home. By the Bengals. And you want to talk to me about they beat the Chargers? That's your division. That's the Bengals. You're supposed to you're supposed to beat the Bengals. You think I'm happy about putting the Bengals on the list as the fourth best team in football? No. Baltimore, you're you should be the fourth best team in football, but you're not. Because you're you're the most fraudulent team in football. Okay? And I can't wait to play you. I can't wait. Back to back with a buy in between. <sighs> Kevin Stefanski is going to have himself a feast with you, Baltimore. A freaking feast. <laughs> you got embarrassed at home by a team you're supposed to stamp two W's in the win column against. Guess what? I know the Browns will take care of business against the Bengals. I know that. I know that for sure. Cleveland, we're taking care of the Bengals. Don't you worry about that, Baltimore. That leaves one team to talk about, the Tennessee Titans. Listen, um, other than the Jets game where it took overtime to beat them, 
I think the Titans fit well at the five spot. Process of elimination puts the Tennessee Titans the fifth best team in the AFC. I saw a lot of people saying that. They, they, they were the best team in the AFC after they beat the Bills. No, they're not. You know, they're, 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 they're a team that, that, that has to have a good matchup, and if they get the bad matchup, it, it's going to get ugly. But I think they fit well in the five spot. Um, they're just kind of there. Henry runs over everybody. Um, and he's gonna he's gonna run them into the AFC South Championship probably. Uh, shout out to myself, I picked the Colts. So th- there's two on this show that I've given you two division losers already. It's not even it's week eight, and I'm already I'm already going back on those. They're, we'll we'll touch back up on the uh, the where I was on the division, but those two are out. Those two are done. I don't see the Colts winning that division, and I don't see the in the I don't see the Niners winning the West. But back on track here. Henry runs over everybody. He's going to run them into an AFC South championship game, all right? But come playoff time, I don't know, man. It, 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 like I said, it takes a certain matchup for the Tennessee Titans. And if they get the wrong one, it could get ugly fast. Again, Bills, Chargers, Browns, Bengals, Titans in that order. Let's talk about the World Series. Obviously, uh, we haven't got to talk about it, but you've heard plenty of my rants about the Dodgers' best payroll in baseball. Highest payroll in baseball, excuse me. Uh, Supposed to be the best team in baseball. Couldn't win their division. You know, all that. Well, they are not in the World Series. We got the Braves in the World Series, and the series is knotted up one-to-one. The Braves took an, a, a surprise game one. If, it, if I were to be on the Burley Gunner show, I will, I will be honest with you. I would have taken Houston in game one and in game two on this podcast. Um, but the Braves, man, in game one, they just, you know, they, they, they tore the cover off the ball. They tore the cover off the ball. And what I want to talk about is these new guys that just keep producing. Eddie Rosario, they went out to get him. Jorge Soler, they went out to get him. Adam Duvall had a home run in game one. Okay? Two RBIs. These guys, Jock Peterson had a huge series against L.A. These new guys that they went out to get, playing phenomenal baseball. And you want to know what else I love? Ronald Acuna Jr. is in the dugout every game, loving it, supporting his team, rocking with his team, as he should. And the Braves win or lose this World Series, I think they've got to go in next year as the front-running favorite to do it again. I mean, if you can add some pitching, add a couple arms in the bullpen, this team, like I said preseason at the beginning, I mean, it's way different now. It, it is, it's completely better if they can keep the additions. Don't know if they're going to. Don't know if they're going to be able to keep everybody. But, man, at the beginning of the season, a lot of you know that I had the Braves front runners to go to the World Series. Ironically enough, I took that back. After Ronald Acuna Jr. went out, I said, nah, it's not going to happen. Well, the Braves, they made it happen with or without Ronald Acuna Jr. So here we are talking about the Braves. They did lose game two to the Astros, but they're going back to Atlanta with a 1-1 split. I mean, man, we'll talk. We'll break down the game tomorrow on the Burley Gunner Show. But so far, so good. A, a, A great World Series, and I'm looking forward to it. Go Braves. Again, until tomorrow on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network. 
ClevelandSportsFan.com, Apple Podcast, and Red Circle. Good to be back, baby. Burley Gunner Show.